0: Well, good
1: morning and welcome to our Bible reading podcast uh, for this week. This week is Monday, September 27, and I am your fourth week of the month host, uh, Steve Durr, and I am excited uh, to be with us this week, to be with you this week, and for our guest. Uh, For many of you, um, you are familiar with this guest. Uh, Matter of fact, this guest is um, the creator and originator of the Bible reading podcast. Uh, Mr. Brendan McClanahan is back with us uh, for this week. I'm so excited. Um, and so Brendan, uh, the people have missed you. Uh, the the crowds, your fans, they they long to hear from you. So um, can you just give us a little update about what's been going on with you and, and the family? And just kind of for those of us yeah. who haven't seen you for about six months. Yeah. So.
0: First of all, Steve, um, man, this is such such a joy. This is this is one of my happiest things in the world is to oh, have created something and then to see it like keep going, um, oh, you know, in your hands and in the hands of the get- hosts. And so it just makes me so happy to know we're, we're doing this and I, I get to be yeah. back here as a guest. Um, so thank you for yeah. uh, inviting me. Um, there was a It was a very pleasant surprise to be invited uh, back to be a guest on this, so.
1: Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. I am glad it worked.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I think last time I was at Victory Point was probably the end of February, maybe the beginning of March. Um, And since then, um, Hannah has turned one, our youngest daughter. Um, Grace has turned four. Jane is still six um, and she's going to first grade. Grace is in preschool now. and um, my wife Rachel is um, no longer working at Bethany Christian Services. I guess we've we've both made big transitions this year. Yeah. Um, She's transitioning to being a counselor, uh, Compassionate Christian Counseling up in um, Ferrisburg Spring Lake area, so um, she's making that transition right now, which is really exciting, and of course I have made a transition to working with Fuller Theological Seminary and Sickle Incorporated, mostly working with church planting leaders, so There's people working all over the world to start new faith communities, and um, the hardest thing for them is discerning the Holy Spirit, and uh, that's a long discernment road, often, to try to get off the ground and and start something from nothing, seemingly, yeah, to follow the Holy Spirit into new contexts um, in faithful ways, so um, with both of those organizations, I get to come alongside those kinds of leaders and um, encourage them, help them discern, um, help provide resources and connections and relationships for them so that they can really um, keep moving forward sustainably um, in the mission God's called them on. So that's, that's what I'm doing. So there's a lot of hats I'm wearing in all those different roles, but that's the main focus of what I've been doing.
1: Well, it's good to hear. I mean, of course, we miss having you around, and and uh, it's not quite the same without you, but I'm excited to hear that um, God is using you and your gifts in a in a real way to uh, to um, impact the lives of the people who are looking at tr- starting, uh, starting churches and, and just kind of that whole process, and you're able to walk alongside them with that process. So thank you for that. Um, actually, I have one other question, because our Bible reading uh, plan is based on um, the Common Lectionary Series, I, I believe. And that's something that you also kind of brought to Victory Point back in the day. I'm not sure how many of our readers are really familiar with what that is. Could you just give us like a 30-second yeah. synopsis of what that foundation is yeah. for our weekly reading?
0: Yeah, so when I was in seminary, Western Theological Seminary in Holland, um, that's when I, we, we we would go to chapel every every day that there was classes. We'd go to chapel, and that was a really valuable experience for me to be engaging in worship consistently. And every day, someone would be preaching from some text. You know, one of the students mm-hmm. would be preaching from God's word from the text. And um, it was like from all over the map. Sometimes it'd be a Psalm, sometimes it'd be an Old Testament. I was like, what? What is this? And so I yeah. said, it's a revised common lectionary. That's what we use as a seminary. And they said, people all over the world use the same reading plan. And I immediately just Felt not only connected to my community at the seminary, but also to the to the rest of the world. Like, oh, these are these are scripture passages that people all over the world are reading. Wow! And, and so, as I started reading it, I started kind of trying to preach from it. Whenever, like at Victory Point, if I if I um, was given a Sunday to preach and um, Matt didn't have like a you know a, a a series that we were doing, okay, I would just that would that's where I would go instead of just trying to pick something that I liked. I thought, well, I'll just go to the lectionary and see what's there. And, um, I really loved it because as I was preparing my sermons, I would, you know, talk to my other pastor friends and realize that they were preparing sermons on the same things and I could talk to them. Wow. And awesome. the people who were part of churches who were following the lectionary were all kind of digesting those sermons together too. And I thought, man, this is such a great discipleship tool that can anchor us together in a common language, um, not just with our own church community, but also with the wider community of the church. So that's why I kind of chose it for, for this podcast. Um, I mean, in some selfish ways, it takes a lot of the work after out of having to like figure out, okay, what's our, what's our big series. What's the scripture I'm going to focus on. Sure. Yeah. And just let the Holy spirit guide you through scriptures um through like the community of voices so yeah so that's um that's been something that's uh, been part of my own devotional life and it's that's kind of why i based it off of it for the podcast
1: well that's that's awesome i think uh those people who've been listening to the podcast for a while since its inception or at least for the you know past several months I think they understand that that is something that we at at Victory Point read through together as a congregation. That's one of the reasons why we use it. So, we as a congregation are always talking about, reading about, and listening to the Spirit on the same passages. But it's kind of neat to be reminded that it's not really just the Victory Point family or the Victory Point podcast family. Um, It's really across the world so it's not just us vPs um, but it's people across the world who are saying okay well what is job 1 uh, 1 and two 1 through 10 speaking yeah. to us today would
0: I have ever chosen that passage for a Sunday morning sermon no no never be like no hey you know it's time we talk about job chapter two No, know yeah. whatever does that but right. when you're forced to look at it you yeah. things emerge that you never would have thought of yeah. Yeah. Well, and one thing that I, I
1: always enjoyed about the week long view of the podcast is we see some of those common themes that yeah. run through it. And um, sometimes those are cool to pick out. Mm-hmm. Um, although I think when we look at Wednesday's passage this week and Friday's passage this week, um, I'm, you know, I, I'm a little hesitant about what kind of message is going to come out of those. And so it's a little foreshadowing for you guys to make sure you turn in, uh, tune back into us on Wednesday and Friday. Mm-hmm. Um but it, but it's cool. Um, so having said that, um, how about that for a segue? Let's look at today's um, passage. Today, we're reading Job 1, verse 1 and then 2, verse 1 through 10. So I'm going to just take a minute to read through that, Brendan, and then um, we'll just love to hear your thoughts on that and what what's speaking to you from the scripture. So here we go. Uh, Job 1. In the land of Uz, there lived a man whose name was Job. This man was blameless and upright. He feared God and shunned evil. And then flipping over to verse, uh, chapter two, uh, verse one on another day, the angels came to present themselves before the Lord. And Satan also came with them to present himself before him. And the Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? Satan answered the Lord from roaming through the earth and going back and forth in it. Then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There is no one on earth like him. He is blameless and upright, a man who fears God and shuns evil. And he still maintains his integrity, though you incited me against him to ruin him without any reason. Skin for skin, Satan replied, a man will give all he has for his own life. But stretch out your hand and strike his flesh and bones, and he will surely curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, very well then, he is in your hands, but you must spare his life. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and afflicted Job with painful sores from the soles of his feet to the top of his head. Then Job took a piece of broken pottery and scraped himself with it as he sat among the ashes. His wife said to him, are you still holding on to your integrity? Curse God and die. He replied, you are talking like a foolish woman. Shall we accept good from God and not trouble? And all of this Job did not sin in what he said. So. Brennan, what do you, what do you think?
0: Uh, man, first of all, what is with Satan talking with God like being in God's throne room? Right. That boggles my mind. Yeah. <laughs> I had that
1: same thought. What's what's he even doing? Why would God grant him an audience?
0: Why, why is, I mean, you've got this. This is a part of scripture that we don't often look at. The, the fact, the counsel of the Lord You know, the fact that the throne room of heaven, throne room of God, we're used to thinking of God as the divine CEO who just makes all the decisions, top-down hierarchy. God decided to do this, and therefore God decrees thus. But here, and elsewhere in the Bible also, there's a company of hosts in the council of heaven where God deliberates yeah and invites even the accuser Satan into God's yeah. presence which doesn't make sense that Satan would be in God's presence but there you go Satan is in God's presence in God's throne room and God invites Satan to come and deliberate with him to be part yeah. of the deliberative process that of of sanctification and yeah that I don't know have a great theological answer for that but it definitely messes up a lot of our theological presumptions about how God operates and how Satan operates right how evil operates in the world so i will say like this is like one of the oldest probably the oldest texts in all of scripture and so it has a lot of um really really interesting things that can kind of mess up our theology a little bit or cause yeah. us pause like this so that's the first thing that stands out to me is just what in the world is Satan doing there? And why is God giving him an audience? Yeah. No. So that's number one. Um, but number two is, um, you know, Job is labeled as a righteous, blameless person, Mm -hmm. but it's only contingent upon how he acts in the face of suffering. So, what happens when someone suffers that that is to say like righteousness and blamelessness is a relational uh component it's not a static component basically satan is saying um yeah he's righteous now but he doesn't have any reason to hate you you know there's been no threat to the relationship so what will happen when when um job faces severe suffering is he's going to curse you to your face. And God says, okay, let's see, let's see what happens. Yeah. And, um, and so I guess to me, and and right after this, you get the companionship of his friends or non-companionship of his friends later. Yeah. Um, so you've got this static concept of righteousness, piousness maybe, that I think we as Christians probably hold up higher, you know? But then God takes an opportunity to step to the next level to say it's actually that righteousness doesn't mean a whole lot without a sense of uh, perseverance through suffering. Sure. And without a sense of with his friends, I would say companionship or relationship, you know, to say, how does someone interact around suffering and threat, especially in regards to relationship and companionship? um how vulnerable is he going to remain before god is he going to continue to come turn back to god present himself vulnerable and bare before god and i would say that is a higher definition of righteousness than simple piousness not doing anything wrong yeah so that's what i was reflecting okay.
1: on okay yeah I, I, I had the same thought like what's satan actually doing there and the fact that god would kind of listen to him and say all right you know i mean it, you're right that, um, you know, it's kind of how true is your faith or your commitment to somebody when you're not being tested? Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I can say, I can see God saying, well, first of all, God's bragging on him. God's saying, hey, this is a, a blameless man. He's upright. He's saying all these great things. And so it's kind of like, okay, Satan, I'll prove it. I'll let him prove it by letting you have free reign on him, except you, you can't kill him. And so there's a little bit of that kind of peace knowing that you know god's gonna say yeah you can you can do a bunch of things to him you just can't kill him so it's not like he's completely throwing job to the wolves but still he's kind of you know throwing job out there saying all right he says he's a great guy it's time for him to prove it so um but i just i I appreciate his response um especially when his wife said all right just curse god and die but he said well shall we accept good from god and not trouble i think that's something for us nowadays to be thinking about Yes, yeah, it's, it's easy to praise god when things are going well but when you when something doesn't go the way you want it to maybe when you're it's a, locked in a room when you're locked in room right when you're uh when you're in covid, COVID quarantine uh, not saying that's anybody on this podcast <clears throat> me, but, um you know when, when bad things happen are you still going to stand there and, and praise god um, there's a song by Casting Crowns called Praise You in the Storm that also came to mind as I was reading through this. And just, you know, God gives and he, and he takes away. And it's easy to praise him when he gives. Um, it's hard to praise when he takes away. So I yeah. guess that's a challenge for us. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, to pull those two things together, how often when something bad happens do we, 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 um, we assume that it's an act of the enemy or mm-hmm. evil? you know, and I'm not saying not to, to see, you know, the hand of evil at work in our lives as well. But, um, this passage kind of confounds that, um, brings those two things together to go, what if through this suffering, um, God is actually wanting to draw closer to me. Yeah. And I'm not sure exactly how it works or how, you know, God ordained, you know, this bad thing to happen to me. I, I wouldn't say that, but, um, how is God, like, how is this an opportunity for me to draw closer to God and, and experience a different level of vulnerability with God rather than just praying it away, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well, one thing that, um, you know, often you hear, oh, this person had the patience of Job, um, mm-hmm. and uh, yes, I think Job was patient, but I think maybe a better way to phrase it is: do you have the trust or faith of Job? Um, you know, the patient, when you say, oh, do you have the patience, that means, you know, you're just going to accept it and wait it out uh, because, you know, the end is coming and Job doesn't know how this is going to end. And so he's accepting God's grace, God's love, God's forgiveness, God's, you know, he's still claiming God as God, even though he doesn't know there's going to be an end to this. And so it's more an act of trust or faith than necessarily an act of patience. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense, but um. That was something that, that struck out to me too. Stuck out to me too. Um, And I guess the whole idea of free will, it's easy to have free will when nothing bad's happening, but you know, we can show our love uh, to God when it is rocky, when it is rough more than when it's just, I mean, we should praise God both wet both times, but you know, um, free will is much harder when there's a reason to, to not go down that road. I don't know if that makes sense. I feel like I'm babbling. So well any other as we kind of maybe wrap up this passage in the today's podcast anything else that kind of jumped out at you or anything else that you wanted to share from this
0: no i think that's it. i'm ready to jump into the next one tomorrow okay
1: all right well ladies and gentlemen thank you for joining us today um we look forward to seeing you again uh, tomorrow or i guess we're not gonna see you but you know can we have a conversation with you until then may you have the faith and trust of job And may that you be able to praise God um, no matter what circumstances um, come your way. And that uh, at the end of the day, you will stand firm in your relationship with him. Have a great day and we'll talk to you tomorrow.
0: Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God.